Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. And today we're going to be discussing spiritual blessings in Christ. And we're going to be reading out of the book of Ephesians and probably in chapter 1, maybe 2. And we're going to start in verse 3. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spirit, blessings in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ and according with a pleasure and will to, verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the ones he loves. So, so a lot of people have a problem with pre, being predestined, but that's what the word of God says, and it's like this. God is God. He created us. He knows everything. He created the world. Um, he created the universe. And he knows everything from the beginning to end because he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So he knows everything. So, you know, but everybody has a, or, or, or it's not everybody, but some people have a problem with it. They'll say, well, it's Calvinism like that. But a Calvin, a Calvin was just going through this, and then a Calvin got it from Martin Luther, and he was the one. He was a Catholic priest who had a doctorate, and then he just studied the Word of God, and he realized that salvation comes through Christ alone, not with works and all this other stuff. It's a free gift. We can't earn it, right? So, and he he broke, uh, Martin Luther broke away, like 1500s, he broke away um, from the Catholic Church, and um, he didn't start it, but through it, uh, we have now... Um, a Protestant or the Protestant movement or a lot of people call it reform theology. It's the same. It's all the same. But a lot of people are confused because more than likely they haven't studied properly or whatever, you know, or they've studied under uh, people that didn't understand or, or, or never even mentioned it. But remember, God is God and he knows everything. He knows who's coming to him and who's not. I mean, it's just, it's that simple, you know. But, so let's continue Verse 7, in him we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Verse 8, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Verse 9, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. So, uh, so what is kind of going on here says, you know, God's going to bring everything to fulfillment or, you know, um, he's going to bring it all to where he wants it. And when he does, then it's, it's going to be that way. Verse 11, in him, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, which is God. In verse 12, in order that we who were first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. 13, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed that you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. 
So, yes, God knows, and he keeps us. It's kind of like this uh, to try to explain his predestined thing. But it's like this. Uh, God knows everything, and he's going to... He knows who's going to reject him and who and who's not, but yet he gives him opportunity because he's a just judge. He's a judge of the universe. But also, it's like this. Uh, let me give you an analogy. If you had a farmer and he had he had seeds that were guaranteed to grow no matter what, all you had to do was plant them, and they're going to uh, yield a wonderful crop. It's guaranteed every time. Well, if that farmer doesn't do his part by turning the soil and get it where it needs to be and then planting the seeds and you know make sure it's watered and everything like that and then when it uh, for it to come up right but if he chooses not to do that then what's going to happen right then it's not going to come up so so we have to do our part and it's like this and if we don't then god will send somebody else right but you're, you will be losing the opportunity to, to serve Christ, to do his will. You know, when you choose not to, you're going against God because we're supposed to be witnessing to everybody for a reason, right? Because there's people dying and going to hell every day. We don't know. God knows, but we don't. So we've got to do our part every single day. And it's like this, uh, just like the, a quote from Charles Spurgeon, who was the prince of preachers. He was one of the most famous preachers in the mid to late 1800s. And he quoted this, he says, if you're not concerned for the lost, you must not be saved yourself. So, you know, we must go and do our part because we don't know who's going to be saved who's not. God knows because he knows everything, but we don't. So we got to do, we have to be obedient to God because if you love God, and Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if you love God, you're going to do his will. You know, it's just that simple. All right, verse 15. For this reason, and this section is called Thanksgiving and Prayer. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, verse 16, I have not stopped giving thanks to you, remembering you in my prayers. Verse 17, I keep asking that the God of wisdom, that the God of At the God of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Verse 19, and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength 20 he exhorted when he raised christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms verse 21 for above all rule and authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the one to come verse 22 and god placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church verse 23 which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way and i'm going to stop there so so what must you do to be saved well you know, if you're listening and you're not a Christian or you're not sure, 
let's go through the uh, through the the good person test. Have you ever lied? White lie, little lie, no matter what, you know? If you have, what do you call a person that lies? A liar. Have you ever stolen anything? That means have you ever borrowed something you didn't return it? It could be a paper clip. It doesn't doesn't matter how much it's worth. Remember, God's standards are higher than our standards. Very higher. So Have you done that? Well, th there's two of the Ten Commandments already. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you already committed adultery in your heart already. There's three. Um, have you ever hated anyone? According to the Bible, if you ever hated anyone, you already committed murder in your heart already. See, remember, God's standards are so high and ours is so low, we accept everything. And when we accept everything, that's making the God in our own image or, or that's making the God that's who's a touchy-feely God, and he's okay with everything we do, and that's making a, a God in our own image or in another image, you know what I mean? So you don't have to break but one commandment. And, and remember, the commandments are God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. That's why Christ had to come. So if you stand before a court of law and you have a, a bunch of fines and speeding tickets and someone you don't know came along and paid those fines for you, the judge could legally let you go free. That's what Jesus did. When he was on the cross before he died, he said, it is finished. He said, the, what he was saying was the debt has been paid. So now we can come by faith and believing. That means realizing you've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, coming with a sorrowful, contrite heart, realizing you're guilty before God, and if you were to die without asking God's forgiveness, which is repentance, then you would, you would go to hell right then and there. But God doesn't want you to get hell. But if we do, it's on our own. So he's made this provision for us. So now we can come. We can realize, you know, that we broke God's moral law. And then we ask him for forgiveness. And then you put your trust in Christ alone. And from that point, you start reading the Bible daily without fail and doing what it says, you know. And get in a good Bible-believing teaching church. So you can grow in Christ, and you need to do your own homework every day and read and study. Because it's not just saying, uh, uh, a lot of people say this is a sinner's prayer, but that's not biblical. So it's, it's, yes, you come and you give your life to Christ. You ask for forgiveness because you realize that why you need Christ is because you broke into the moral laws and Ten Commandments. We all have done it. We're all in the same boat. So once you come to Christ, then he is the one who covers our sins through his blood, his shed blood on the cross. So that's what you need to do. You come and you go to God and you ask for forgiveness. So then you stay away from that and you start going. If you fail as you're growing in Christ, you ask for forgiveness and you keep going. We're going to fail every day, but you keep asking Christ for forgiveness and you keep on going. You never stop. Okay. Now I'll give you some resources. This is all on YouTube, and some have websites. Um, Dr. Vodi Bakum, Dr. R.C. Sproul, Dr. Walter Martin, and he's got uh, WalterMartin.org, and you can go to Wall Builders, and he's on there in Answers in Genesis, and AnswersInGenesis.org, but Ken Ham, Living Waters, LivingWaters.com, with Ray Comfort. 
And you can Google this. You can put it in a search engine, and you go to TCT Network, and there's two shows that are very good. One is Faith and History, and the other one is Ancient Jewish Wisdom, and it's very, very good. Our website is, it's all lowercase, bible-education-institute.webnode, W-E-B-N-O-D-E.com. And our email, if you'd like to write us as questions or if you need a Bible, whatever, um, our email is all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. And until next time, remember, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.